You are listening to Outside Radio. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't even know how to start this episode, but like I know it's been such a long 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 time since i dropped a podcast and you probably asking yourself where has this girl been where has nico been where has ugc been it's been about six months odd since i've dropped but before we get into where i've been don't forget <laughs> Don't forget, we have other podcasts on the platform. We have Aaliyah with Bandit Roots, Primo with his arts podcast, Active the Podcast, Leletu with Crying It Up. We also have amazing writers on the team, Muli and Z, who give us the best reviews, best think pieces, music reviews, music artist interviews, and so much more. And we also have our two amazing DJs, King Luti and Momo, who give us like the best range of music ever. So please do go check this out, those out on our SoundCloud. Um, yeah, and check out our links. Just do the most. Follow us everywhere. Drop a comment if you like something. Like if you like something as well. You know, um, everyone else has been kind of pushing besides me. But yeah, yeah, it's the end of the year and I thought it would be really cool because December and Jan, we usually go on a hiatus, um, then we come back in Feb. Um, but I thought it would be really cool just to like, you know, share where I've been um, and the way this episode is going to run. It's just going to be me talking. It's going to be me. It's just going to be me talking. Um yeah, I mean, like, I wrote, like, four pages <laughs> of what I'm going to say. So, oh, I hope I just do the right thing with uh, explaining what's happened in the past six months, explaining my emotions, things in my head. Usually, I have someone on as a guest to sort of talk through emotions and feelings, you know, Um and this time it's kind of me you know putting it out there um just by myself yeah so yeah so bear with me maybe it won't be as like impactful or whatever but bear with me um be kind as you listen i think because it's it's so hard you know um what's been happening and stuff and yeah so Okay, I'm going to start off with this book that I read um, when I was about, how old was I? I was in high school, maybe 13, 14, around there. Um, it was uh, uh, a novel by the great Zeg Simda called Ways of Dying. 
So this book is basically, I'll just give you like one sentence, is basically about these characters who sort of grow up and experience things. And then within these experiencing of things, you know, the encounters, the hurt, etc. They, they, they sort of have deaths. Yeah, like a part of themselves dies in the process of growth, you know. So I want to kind of keep this idea in in mind when I can, when I talk when I, as I'm about to continue speaking um, and just to start off you know to continue the idea of death in us as humans Oof, I'm gonna like cry already I remember the like the first time this happened to me I was like three or four years old um and I was going to go on like a a daddy and daughter date um I remember being so excited to hang out with my dad without my mom you know like my mama was always in the way (laughs) you know how kids get you know they get Sometimes they get overprotective about their mom. Sometimes about their their dad. It's like, get away from my dad. Get away from my mom, you know. So I was excited to hang out with my dad, you know, without my mom, you know. Um, I chose my my own clothes. I was like, I want to wear this. I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, which black person runs on white people time, you know. So I was okay. It was like... Homie said 12, I'm being ready by one, you know, you know how it is. Um, yeah, and then one o'clock became two o'clock, became three o'clock, became four o'clock. Um, but and he eventually, you know, didn't rock up. And I remember like this like oh I can feel the pain in my chest right now and it's it's so like this cliche gut-wrenching feeling you know like my like if I had to describe how my chest is right now like very tense and like just just a lot of pain happening you know um right now and and at that time you know um when I realized this man is basically breaking my heart. Um, and I think also with with that being said, as a young kid, I was already socialized about the fact that, you know, uh, we don't cry, you know. So my chest is burning, my eyes are burning. I can't really speak anymore, you know. Um, and I kind of had to swallow that lump and move on, you know. Um, and I think, honestly, um, that was probably, like, proper my first heartbreak and my first death, really, at three years old. I mean, like... When you experience something like that at such a young age where you you have these hurt feelings and you don't address these hurt feelings, um, that kind that kind of becomes like the 
the way you continue to operate, you know, in life. Um, things happen and you just keep moving, you know. And I mean, like, over the years, thinking about, like, I mean, this was maybe a year later, two years later. I almost got raped by, like, a, a, a neighborhood watch. Um, came back home and no one believed me you know um my chest hurt again my eyes were burning again and my throat i couldn't speak anymore you know um but i swallowed that lump and i kept it moving you know yet another death that happened and, and not so far away from the first one. Whew. And when like I when I go back and I say um when from such a young age you you just keep on things happening to you and you don't address it or or it doesn't get um you don't feel heard you don't feel believed you don't feel seen you know you just move on with your life it, it ends up being something that you carry on doing for the rest of your life if it's repeated enough when you're young you know and when i think back like and i'm sure even you as a listener when you think back there's like so many times where you felt invalidated um and i'm not even talking about like you know high school whatever just like as a child like things happening to you and people not believing you it doesn't necessarily have to be your parents you know it doesn't necessarily have to be um family members you know could be like could be anyone really close to you at that time and you seeked help you seeked affection love or whatever um but it never really got reciprocated or it, the need wasn't met there we go the need wasn't met you know um yeah like these things sort of like become part of our bodies part of how we operate as adults as well part of just like how we roll how we move um and all of that stuff oh this is this is so hard for me to do but yeah i'm i'm doing it um yeah and you know when you get older um because i mean so many things happened you know um, I speak about almost getting raped at five and then when I was in varsity eventually getting raped like twice um, the 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 cycle of abandonment you know um, you have like life partners who you believe are going to be like life partners and everything is like so okay but then they so quick to abandon you you know um this also like seeps into your friendships as well you know like you 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 like holding on to people like so tight (sighs) 
you're like holding on to people so tight because you 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 fear being abandoned you fear that yet another another loss another death that you need to mourn you know um i remember that my therapist were talking about mourning like um mourning people who are still alive you know crazy 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 um and you know with all these things you know like you find outlets to cope i guess some people go jogging <laughs> i don't know but for me you know the alcohol was really a great way <laughs> to forget um sex weed i mean like so many like so many things you know even uh just punishing my body like not eating um so i can stay like skinny and ugh, crazy um you know it was just like a tough time um but then like even with all that like substance you know um when about when did i kind of stop drinking about 2 years ago i stopped drinking because i was just like well like even if i drink you know like in the morning you still with those issues if i get too drunk then i'm suddenly so violent because sister is like reeling them go off <laughs> that was happening with sober you know what i'm saying it just was not a thing and even with the weed like it just became like a comatose type of situation you know um uh, but i won't lie it was up to me i'd still be smoking but i really um I'm I'm grateful for the clear mind honestly. But yeah, you know, and then with all of that being gone and then like what was left, I think for me like my my biggest like form of escapism even from when I was like younger um it was sex. Like sex was like really my ecstasy. <laughs> sex was my thing, honey, like if homie could give me the best bang like you were being called all the goddamn time you know i remember like leaving this one guy because i was just like he don't want to have sex with imagine like how how fucked up how befuck that is you know um looking back um you know uh yeah like for me sex was really 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 something that um is to say edge yeah this edge yeah that's that's the best way i could describe how i used sex to sort of like um forget you know a form of escapism type of vibe but then at the same time it kind of got tiresome because i mean it got tiresome because i mean imagine all these different sexual partners now i'm not saying like people shouldn't have different sexual partners right i'm just saying for me at that time like it was like really peak you know the amount of sexual partners i was like sleeping with like strangers 
you know it was crazy it was really crazy um how how that was um so i kind of had to slow down too because also at the end of the day it's not like these strangers are staying with me like 24/7 you know they also leave and then i'm still left with my pain still left with things that have happened to me you know and if you've listened to uh previous podcasts um where we talk about these things of um rape issues um male masculine and feminine dynamics within like the male and female spectrum um yeah you you would know a little bit more of what i'm speaking about um as to the the hypersexuality after getting raped you know um that was intense um yeah and you know uh another thing that really was another escape for me because i knew like it was all up to me it was like work you know like work was my if sex was my ecstasy work was the cocaine <laughs> work was like the 24/7 buzz like crash wake up buzz crash wake up buzz like that was the thing for me where i felt validated um my my who i am personally doesn't really um stand or count for anything it's like what i produce um and am i worthy through what i produce you know um and it really distracted me from a lot of issues that i carried in my body you know and as much as i describe them as deaths um these deaths i didn't necessarily mourn for them you know like um like i said something would happen swallow that 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 lump of sadness of tears anger however it comes through um hurt and move on so with that whole idea of just moving on and on and on and on and on after like so many things just move on and on and on and on um at some point you know you 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 have these things like all up in you and work was like really like a really great way to oh it was a great way to not be you know seen as or see myself yeah see myself with all the flaws you know with all the issues that i'm carrying and the things that i'm not addressing and all of that stuff you know it was a great way to not necessarily prove to the world but prove to me that i'm worthy i'm worth something you know and you can even ask the people like i would date or try to date whatever like my first wife is capitalism <laughs> my first wife is capitalism is work 
and you come second to that um and i guess also it's like a protective measure um to not feel abandoned to not feel certain emotions um because work will never leave you apparently apparently work will never leave you until covid happened <laughs> until covid happened um I remember where I kind of like stopped working. Yeah, in the beginning of the year, I have a podcast with Azande where I talk about um, how COVID affected people in 2020. Yes, like just the rap of COVID and just like how it affected so many people and ourselves included and how COVID affected me as well. So if you want to get like a a better understanding of that time for me you can always um, go back to that podcast but in a sentence um work left me <laughs> work left me i had no work i had no place to live if i didn't have parents who loved me and i mean like my aunt uncle you know everyone in my family who loved me you know or if they like were perished like I would have probably been homeless during that time you know just to be dramatic um but you know I was kind of like left with nothing you know I was left with nothing just myself and figuring out like how do I get back you know how do I get back to like working and, and all of that and then that became like such a a focus you know and also when you when work becomes your protector really honestly um you find other ways to keep busy you know so you don't have to like sit and face these traumas that you've faced in your past lives and i mean I was podcasting anyway before I left Joburg. And then that's when the time I was back in Cape Town, that's when I decided to do outside radio. So like I spent like all this energy on outside radio for like months, 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 months on end. Um, Took a break, came back from the break, you know, just feeding into outside radio just doing everything outside radio outside radio and during this time um while i was working a lot on outside radio i mean i i could feel like there was something wrong you know could feel there was something wrong and then by the end of last year december i was kind of like at my wits end if I can explain it like that and then I looked for a therapist um I looked for a therapist found a really lovely lady Tato if you're in Cape Town I know a really cool black girl um who kind of understands where we all come from you know um I'm not even reading on the notes anymore (laughs) done with the notes um yeah so i got a therapist 
at the end the beginning of december and then i was just like slowly working on my mental health you know um but it just like got worse it just got worse you know um i always make this joke of like uh they say you know you must go jog if you're not feeling good <laughs> and you'll feel fine um and because it, it didn't that did not that's not how it worked out for me like i did the jogging i did the eating right i did the like everything they say you like supposed to do um yeah like i did everything i was supposed to do like i was jogging i was hiking i was drinking water i was doing this i was i mean like if they told me that i should go for acupuncture i would have gone for acupuncture like i was really trying to 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 put in the work and then on top of that i was like weekly in therapy you know um but it just wasn't working it just really was not working like i just was crying all the time i was just like my my i i think I, how would i describe my anxiety um it's a sometimes i feel like my anxiety is like periodic depending on the situation um but i've always had like high levels of anxiety that i've just kind of had to like deal with you know like when i talk about um easing the edge it was it was a lot about um my anxiety um to just calm down you know or forget or yeah um and like nothing was working like really nothing was working and then my mom did like this really like hectic heart surgery um and i was just like so this was like what april 2021 beginning of the year and i was just like you know what i need to be strong for my mother even though like i have no inkling in me for myself she came back she came back with like you know all these medications and stuff and during this time when i was looking after her and i was also just trying to sort myself out like i was just really going down the hill like i was just like the demise of me was real like i and it, it's and it's so crazy because it's like i'm really trying like i'm really trying to work on it um with the therapist um i'm also trying also on the other side with like the physical activity and like meeting myself with some stuff halfway you know um with along with the mental work you know um and it just felt like i don't know like it just felt like such i mean like i just couldn't do anything like it was getting difficult to even like just get out of bed you know like just you know they'd be like oh it gets dark you don't want to just sit in the dark and i was really doing that like i wasn't speaking to my mom i wasn't speaking to anyone um like if anyone tried to speak to me i would just start crying um it was it was getting really bad and then 
Ooh, within this time where my mother uh, had like this medication because I mean she just came out of this hardcore surgery she had like the best painkillers in the world she had like the best sleeping pills in the world and then I mean for me for me uh, wanting to commit suicide and all of that wasn't something that was new um, in my thought process you know um, I remember when I was little you know I'd like write suicide notes pretend like I was dead you know messed up um, there was a time where I just really felt like I would I didn't necessarily want to do it myself. Like I would really, I'd be like crossing the road and really hoping like a car would hit me or something, you know. Um, but this time, like everything was just like perfect. Everything was perfect, you know, like. Because I also just kept asking myself like when, like, where is rock bottom you know what i'm saying like where is rock bottom oh there's so many gaps in the story but it's okay um this is like where is rock bottom you know um and i just couldn't i couldn't like get out of it you know i i just really couldn't get out of it and this is like probably like a year of just pure goal like pure 100 mkowo. um and then I was like yeah this is the time this makes sense I want to do it now there's pills in the house that can help me to do it um and yeah I tried to commit suicide I yeah I really tried I really tried to commit suicide um yeah that was such a oof. it was a really tough time <laughs> I was really yeah, I was really, like, really, really low during that time. Um, yeah, and then I got admitted to, like, a, a psychiatric uh, hospital. And I was gone for about three weeks. So that's, like, about a month um, away. And honestly, that was probably, like, the best thing that could have happened to me to be in hospital, to be away from like my responsibilities and um, duties that I had to do, you know, and to just focus on me and all my issues that I didn't address, you know, growing up and growing up until now, you know, um, it was probably like the best three weeks of my time. Um, when I was at the clinic um, yeah so I was at the clinic like July to 
until August odd or June until July. I don't know. I, I could really not tell you. Um, but I was gone. I was, yeah, I was gone. Um, and then once I got out, I really felt like I do not want to have the pressure of commitment because already like I felt so bad for because you know I was really making all these plans for outside and doing these things this and that um and I felt so bad for like disappointing people um at the time you know um I still actually feel bad for disappointing people who I promised things you know it was just it's just so yeah and I mean I and even now just going back to everyone because i mean i told them at the time those like the people i had commitments to like what was going on but to go back now and be like oh hey guys do you remember me it's kind of embarrassing honestly (laughs) it's crazy like um something happened to you that you can't help and then you are embarrassed to kind of be like oh i'm okay now let's go back to regular schedule um, and I mean, that's just me putting it lightly and simply. Um, but yeah, you know, and ever since then, I've just been on a, a healing journey, a healing process where I'm kind of letting go of these traumas and deaths and experiences that sort of made up my body. Um, go I'm really just letting things go you know and I'm feeling you know much lighter I'm actually in a much better space right now um, than I've been in a very long time and I think it's because of me just really taking the time and not immediately going, coming back, you know, doing a podcast, finding work, you know. I kind of left it up to the universe, you know. I kind of left it up to the world, you know, to deal with it. Because clearly I, I can't do it by myself, you know. I can't do it by myself. And especially during that time when I still feel now, like... It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, what's, I'm not. It's not that I'm not up to it. I just don't have the capacity. There we go. I don't have the capacity to deal with everything myself, and I don't think I ever will. And the one thing that I think I have learned in this experience is that even though I am like a high achiever type of person um you don't have to be high achieving all the time because the stakes of high achieving is just crazy you know um you put yourself in such a deficit uh, emotionally when you're busy trying to achieve achieve and it's a lot of external affirmation with the achievements you know it's not necessarily you feel good but then you go for you know um yeah just to take time man just to take time for yourself and do that inventory face those things that aren't necessarily 
the greatest face and also if possible just to deal with things as is you know as they come you know and my biggest thing that i've learned during this time is also just cutting off people <laughs> sounds crazy you know um I, sp- I spoke a little bit earlier about mourning people who are still alive you know like some people you probably don't even need to mourn they just need to go you know just cut off the people you know and some it's harder than others trust um i fully understand that but you just need to you really just need to preserve your peace you know you really need to preserve your peace that's oh that's like ultimate preservation of yourself really you know it's really important um how many minutes okay i think we're good um so yeah that's where i have been i have been processing healing going on hiatus <laughs> i've been in a for some time hung out with Ogushe. she was probably like oh this crazy girl you know <laughs> but we had such a great time thanks to her for you know giving me space and time it was really good you can check out a podcast we did together um Magniwe once uh, where we spoke about was it last year's women's 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 day yeah last year's women's day um and how women's day um doesn't have a real impact on the youth now um yeah spent some time with her which was really lovely spent some time with family you know i was just like at the beach every single day writing drawing i'm a hokololo but you know it was good it was good i had a really great time um just refreshed just yeah um I've just been doing me, you know, like slowly and also trying to keep in mind um and I mean not everyone has this luxury, you know, to just like I'm finding myself um but also to just do things in your own time um au funa wena, you know, kuziva baona amandla to do it, you know because sometimes you 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 pile on things before you're ready you know and that's been like the really exciting and nice thing about the healing is that i've been slowly gaining strength and i find myself like doing more things like i find myself getting excited to do outside radio stuff before i was just like oh my god we got to drop <laughs> otherwise people are going to forget about us you know um and i mean also just outside outside you know for for the longest time when i came out the clinic i didn't want to jog um and jogging and walking or like some of the fav- one of my favorite things to do i didn't want to jog because it kind of reminded me of the time i was trying so hard to to self fix and be okay um and it didn't help you know that that really was a struggle and now i basically jog every day and 
I I want to, you know, it's not like oh I need to get back into I like I wake up wanting to do it, you know. Even if I don't jog, like walk, you know, just enjoy, be outside, things that I did like doing anyway. Um it's it's like slowly coming back and then I really hope I want to be around people <laughs> very soon. I really hope I want to be around people very soon. That part, I don't know yet, but we'll get there. We will honestly get there. But yeah, so that's where I've been for the past six months and why I've been on hiatus. You know, I've just needed time to heal. And I thought about, do I tell you guys everything? Do I not tell you everything? You know, but I was just like, I've been so open and honest with all my other conversations and also getting guests in to be open and honest and vulnerable about their stories it would be unfair of me to not do the same you know and also I actually want to you know um do that I want to be honest with my family you know I everyone who listens I honestly take every single one of you as my family um so I really want to be honest with Nani you know um so yeah Whew, that's where I've been that's what I've been doing and you know we still continue to heal we still continue to be on that journey and hopefully you know be on the other side you know and i don't say soon because we really don't know um how that will work out but you know i i'm positive i'm positive for the future i'm positive for what's in store for me i'm positive um yeah i'm just really positive um as to compare to where I was being so um, yeah yeah so I think that's a a good place to end the show thank you so much for listening for the last time in 2021 I've missed y'all I am still going to miss you during um, our break between December and Chan um i will be back in feb with some fire 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 content uh and everyone else as well will be back in feb with some fire content but we will be dropping some more stuff until the end of november Luti's giving us another uh another mix a closing mix at the end of november we've got a couple of articles art- artists um interviews reviews so look out for those z is going to be giving us like our her top five reads for the year and like uh books that you can buy as gifts for your friends and you know only black authors (laughs) you know gotta support the people um yeah thank you so much for listening uh i'm onika your host for the last time in 2021 enjoy the holidays it's probably like the most loneliest time of the year but enjoy it even if you're alone even with you with your friends family enjoy it enjoy the now you know just take it in take that break take that break that's what i'm saying take that break um yeah and until next time